Bung Bung. Welcome to the potty is powered by Bung Bung Coffee, a modern dark roast blend of beans from Honduras, Peru, Colombia, and Brazil. Bung Bung Coffee doesn't only provide you with premium coffee beans, but an individualized coffee experience. Do you need a machine for your home or office? Bung Bung Coffee can provide you with that too. Home style, vending style, or traditional cafe style coffee machines and servicing. Bung Bung Coffee take pride in their, in their service delivery and product quality. You can order your beans at bungbungcoffee.com or inquire about getting a machine for your home, venue, or office by sending an sending them a message through the contact page on their website. That's bungbungcoffee.com, B-U-N-G, B-U-N-G, coffee.com, your favorite brewer's favorite brew. Let's start the show. Welcome to Welcome to the Party, best show on the internet, ask anybody. You know it's easy money, sit back, relax, get your headphones, everybody. Welcome to Welcome to the Party, blackout in the booth, every episode's a party. We go hard like Ricky Bobby, tell a friend to tell a friend, this is Welcome to the Party. Welcome to the Party, bung bung, it's your man Clay Tron, aka the Big Boss Man, aka the Clumsy Jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the Milkman. Because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasting, the Magnum PI of podcasting, the captain, the James Harden of podcasting, because I am a traveler. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're back. We're back from Brisbane. We're back from the sunshine. We're back from the heat. Uh, we're back in, in Adelaide uh, to the stormy weather, but man. Kenny's first birthday, no, Kenny's first holiday, man. What an absolute soldier, bro. He was an absolute beast on the planes, gave us no trouble. On the way back when we landed, he cried a bit, but I think that was mostly because um, he was back in Adelaide. No, no, I I don't mean to shit on Adelaide. I I love it here, but um, I can't believe I already said that. I already cursed. Um, I think. I think if I think if you curse too early, you get like shadow banned on um, YouTube and all that. Whatever. Um, uh, yeah, he was sick, so he probably had it. His sinuses were all effed up, so he he cried when we landed back in Adelaide. But very quick, very quick, and he was over. He's a good. He's an absolute legend. Travels well. Um, absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it, and you know. I was there to do gigs at night. So during the day, I, I was getting up early, you know, jet lag. It's only a couple of hours flight away, but like it was bright in the morning. I was waking up 6.30, you know, and that's not much different to what I wake up at home, but here I wake up at 7, 7.30. So I was waking up like 6.30. We were going for walks, getting coffee, um, and just getting mad, just getting mad coffee and mad attention, bro. This kid is cute. This kid is cute, and everybody wants to talk to you, man. And you know me, I don't want to talk to a, a net nutter. I don't want to talk to nobody. I want when you talk to me, bro. I I want to fight. I want to fight. I want to disengage. So I don't even want to fight. I want to remove myself from the situation. I I want to shut down. I want to shut it down. Dude, I just, I literally just got back to the studio from, um, what am I trying to say? The grocery store. And a man that worked there, he comes up to me. He comes up to me. I'm minding my business. All right? 
I'm just looking for, you know, I'm looking for some red food dye because I'm going to make some fake blood, okay? And no, not for Halloween. It's for my promo stuff for the um, for my fringe shows. But I digress. This man comes up to me and says, hey, man, do you play basketball? I said, I did. I could have just said no, so that's on me. I said, I did. He said, who for? And I said, Townsville. And he said, oh, okay. How tall are you? And I said, six, seven. And he said, wow, man, is that hard to maintain? And I said, what? And he said, is that hard to maintain? And I said, my height, maintain my height. And he said, yeah, like, do you need to get serviced? And I said, (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Like it was almost a cough and almost a laugh. Whatever it was though, uh, he got the point and he stopped. He said, all right, man, hold on. I'm just seeing a little thing on the screen here. Memory card not being read. So that means there's not going to be any video because I'm not restarting the show. We're five minutes in. We're rough, rugged and raw. We We don't go twice, baby. And I know the show is late. I know the show's late this week, but that's mostly because look at this. Now now Rachel's calling me. Now Rachel's calling me. Hold on, let me. Hello? Rachel Fenwick? This this you know, this is the this is not the best start to the Welcome to the Potty podcast, honestly. Let's see if we can call her back because I don't know what just happened. Here we go. I'm not hearing anything coming through my headphones. So who knows if this is, if this is even working. I'm still not hearing anything. This has got to be some of the worst podcasting in the history of podcasts. Oh, it's connected. So, don't know what that was about. Let's see what let's see what happens here. Hey, sweetie. Hey, you're on the Welcome to the Potty podcast. Everything all right? Oh, yeah. No, I'm just in between sets. So we've just finished in the studio, and now we're making our way to the beach. So I was just um, calling to let you know that I'm going to come home a bit later because we're we're running overboard. Oh, uh, no worries. And um, is he is he being all right? Yeah, he is such a little model, baby. Oh my god! Oh my god! A little fussy wriggler before we get on set, and as soon as he's, he knows he's working, man, does he turn on the charm? Wow, little hot boy! Little hot boy, baby, you got a sexy baby. Yeah, we oh, little so sexy baby. baby. We got a little set baby. Nice. All right. So, um, yeah. um, what time do you reckon you'll be home? We're going to get some. What's are we having steak for dinner? We're having steak, and we'll put some um, roast veggies in the oven and some steamed greens. Cool. Are you cooking? Oh, that's a long day for Mama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we both cook. Sounds good. All right. 
Um, maybe just get the potatoes on because they take the longest, and I'll do the greens and the steak. Yep, that's and this is this is great podcasting, <laughs> mate. This is everyday life. Um, welcome to everyday life. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the last ever episode of the Welcome to the Potty podcast because I think everyone <laughs> has just, just unsubscribed. You've just lost about 100 followers. Actually, maybe you've gained more because the sound of my voice right now is a little bit husky and we're all, uh, we're all, we're all recovering from a cold. Well, you and yeah. Kenny are. I'm, I'm invincible, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're next, actually. But I hope you don't get what we got. Yeah, me too. Anyway, I'm going to go so people don't have to go through this hell any longer. But um, I love you and I'll see you when you get home. We love you and we'll see you later. All right, bye. Bye. Honestly, I don't remember what I was talking about. Oh, that fucking guy. Yeah, so he comes up to me and he says all that shit. And and this this is the type of shit that I have to go through on a daily basis. And I was talking to Rachel the other day because there was we saw a guy wearing a shirt that said "Don't talk to me," and Rachel was like, "That's what you need." And I was like, "I was like, no, thank you. That seems like a conversation starter. I don't want that shirt. I want the shirt I'm wearing right now, which, as I said, you guys can't see it because you're not. Uh, we're not doing video today because because we're having technical difficulties, and it makes me want to f and scream. Okay." Uh, and you guys might hear me say things like effing a bit more these days because I'm trying to make my kids' first word not be an effing curse word. Um, and, you know, it's hard. It's hard because I like to use them. I like to use them. So, you know, he could... I think his, I think his first word is going to be hey. It kind of sounds like he's saying it already, but he's only five months old, so it's probably an accident. But um, he's not really doing like much other sounds, man. Like he's he's just he does a lot of this. And then he'll scream. He'll go like, ah, shit like that. But uh, I digress. Yes. Yeah, so I wouldn't wear that shirt. And then Rach is like, Oh, why don't you get a shirt that says, I know I'm tall? And I was like, this is this is two things that I hate. It's going to make people talk to me and it's going to make people talk about how tall I am. And dude, like honestly, this dude at the grocery store today is lucky that I didn't, you know, that I'm not stalking him, hunting him down, you know, figuring out what his routine is, figuring out what he likes, uh, you know, figuring out everything about him. And then going back, going back to a forest and, and digging, you know, a very, very, very deep grave for him. And then eventually one day I'll, I'll, I'll know that he, you know, on, on Tuesday nights, he finishes work at 7.30 and he drives home four and a half kilometers to his, to his house. But he never goes home without stopping in at McDonald's first. And I'll be waiting in the Woolworths parking lot with a with a packet of McDonald's fries. I'll be waiting. And I'll be like, do you want some of these? I'll be like the witch from Hansel and Gretel. Do you want these fries? Then follow me. 
and he'll come to my car and I'll push him into the trunk and I'll shut the trunk. And I'll drive him very, very, very far away to the forest where I dug a very, very, very deep grave for him. And I'll bury that motherfucker alive because he told me that I needed to maintain my height and get serviced like a vehicle. He's lucky that that's not what happens. Understand? Now, if that's if that happens to happen to him, I'm in very big trouble for bringing that up and you know, explicitly saying exactly what I'd do to this man. Um, if he if well, saying exactly what is lucky that didn't happen to him. But if it does happen, then I'm probably prime suspect, suspect, suspect number one. But no, I'm wearing a shirt right now, man. It's a it's a long sleeve Ralph Lauren um, shirt, man, button down. And yeah, I look like my like I look like if I committed that crime, my dad would know somebody that could get me out of it. That's what I look like right now. And I, am I ashamed of that? No, um, because I'm not that person. My dad couldn't get if I if I made. The guy from Woolworths disappeared. My dad could not help me if I got caught. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying I look like my dad could help me. Anyway, that's about a quarter of an hour talking about Brisbane without mentioning any of the gigs. I'm not going to mention. I'm not going to go through it gig by gig. But what a run! Um, I got to say, I performed reasonably well. There was probably three standout nights. Um, two nights that were pretty good and one night that was okay. I didn't have any fucking nightmare nights, you know. Wow. I love Brisbane. Brisbane loves your boy. I'll be going back. I'll be going back. I'll move there. I won't. I won't move there. We, you know, we love our house. We love our, our dogs love our house. We've got so much land, you know, humble brag. But, um, yeah, I won't be fucking... I won't be moving anywhere, but I'm going to be trying to get up there probably once every couple of months at, at least or or at most. I don't, I don't know yet, but I'm trying to get there more. That was too much fun. Too much fun. Such a good comedy scene. If you're a comedian, if you're a good comedian, I recommend it. Lots of gigs, lots of, gigs, lots of fun, lots of good people. Um, I felt way more supported. And I've said this before because I've had Shad and Pete – from Shad and Pete Save the World. Look that up. Follow them on Instagram. Shout out Shad and Pete. I've had them on the podcast twice. Um, I've known them for about almost my whole comedy career, actually. Uh, I was probably six months in when I met them. Now I'm three and a half years in, and I feel that they are the most supportive out of anyone that I've met uh, in my comedy career, and they're not even from here. Um, so that, you know, that was a good feeling. It felt like I was around friends and I'd consider them friends. I've known them for three years for Christ's sake, you know? So that's pretty interesting, I guess. But God, that was fun. God, it was fun. But dude, I get so nervous before gigs. My heart, I can't breathe properly. My heart jumps. I, I'm shitting blood. I'm, I'm, I'm telling, I'm not believing in myself. Like, oh, you suck at comedy. Nobody likes you. You got no friends. Your parents barely even acknowledge your existence. Uh, and that's not true. My parents love me. But but this, this, is, this is how I talk to myself. This negative self-talk before gigs has got to end. And so I took a step 
in the right direction while I was in Brisbane and I bought myself a little notebook, a little moleskin notebook. Uh, it's, it's got a blue cover and I, I had a pen already so I didn't have to buy a new pen and I have started writing daily affirmations. Daily affirmations, not just for comedy but for life. Things, things like you are funny, you are witty, you are strong, you are confident. You are a good comedian. You are good at your job. You're a good husband. Uh, you're a good partner. You're a good father. Uh, you're a good son. You have friends. People like you. Um, but that's not actually. I just realised I've been saying it wrong the whole time. I've been saying I am. I am this. I'm a good father. I'm a good partner. I'm a good podcaster. I'm good at my job. I'm confident. I am competent. Um, I know what I'm doing. I am creative, these types of things, and I write them down every day on a different page. I just write whatever, however I'm feeling that day, you know, so it's not the same thing every day. It's not all of those things every day, but so far it's just like whatever I wake up, any doubts that I have, I just, I reaffirm that that I shouldn't have those doubts. All right, I am a good businessman, you know. I have a good voice. I can lose weight. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I haven't done a weight loss one yet, but maybe I will. Maybe that'll be tomorrow in tomorrow's bunch of affirmations, you know? And I think, I think it helped because, well, yes and no. The last night of my run in Brisbane was a new, it's called brand spanking and it's a new, Material night, you're not allowed to do any of your old gold. There's no shit sandwiches. And a shit sandwich is when you're trying out new material, you do tried and true, tested, good stuff at the start, put some new shit in, and then good stuff at the end so that, you know, you can you win the crowd over, chuck some shit in. If it bombs, that's fine. You win them back um, with some tried and tested stuff. Shit sandwich. And that that's not allowed at this night. It has to be all brand new material. And... Yeah, I was nervous about it, um, but I wrote five minutes. I think everyone else did about ten, maybe more. I only did five, but I, um, I wasn't sure how much you know new shit people really wanted to hear. And maybe, maybe I should have put that in my affirmations. People want to hear my ten minutes of piss and shit jokes. You know, I actually was joking more about. Um, you know, Australia post than anything, but um, it went well. I did, you know, the the guy that runs the comedy club came up to me and said, how are you feeling about tonight? And I said, devastated. And he thought that was very funny, but I said it earnestly. But I, I still went up and did it and I did okay. I did decent. I did decent. Um. So yeah, affirmations, man. I, I highly recommend it. I think a lot of addicts and things like that, people in recovery do affirmations. Uh, maybe people that see psychiatrists and psychologists do affirmations. Um, I'm neither of those. I could be an addict, but I'm certainly not in recovery. But I am... Dude, this is only a water. This is only a water that I'm drinking. Listen to this. Mm, that's a water. You might have heard Rachel mention some sickness. The first day we got to Brisbane, Rachel and Kenny get sick. Uh, so I didn't kiss my girlfriend or child for about three days. Uh, and I hated that. But I wasn't trying to get sick when I had gigs to do. You feel me? I was not trying to get sick. Um, 
but I'm still feeling good. There was one day there where I was like, no, it got me. And then I fucking battled through it. And I'm, you know, I'm the, I'm the Don Draper of immune systems. Okay. I might, I might have a little few too many cheat days, but I'm still going to get the job done. Does that make sense? Don Draper cheats on his wife, but he's good at his job. And I cheat on being healthy, but I'm still for some reason not sick. You feel me? I don't know if that makes sense. It probably doesn't. But it's all unsourced here at the Welcome to the Potty Podcast. And it is what it is and it ain't what it ain't here at the Welcome to the Potty Podcast. And I haven't said that in months. And it felt fucking good to get off my chest, honestly. Easy money. Um, dude, we stayed in an apartment building with a pool and a gym. We took Kenny in the pool for the first time. Loved it. Loved it. I, I pulled him around and held him for a while. And then we got this, um, Zogs, like that's the brand. And if they want to sponsor the Welcome to the Potty Podcast, they can. But we got this Zogs, like floaty thing where he just sits in it and floats around. And I pulled him around the pool and he loved it. He loved it. Um, so we did that and the, I got I went to the gym every day. I was doing workouts. I was trying to lose weight while I was on holiday. So I'd do workouts and I'd eat like shit. Um, so I definitely was not in a caloric deficit despite working out more than I have over the last six months in one week. Um, probably did more stage time over the last week than I have in the last six months. That's not true because I've been running my hour on the uh, tour. By the way, if you're around the, the Port Piri area, um, this Saturday, the, um, I think it's the 5th. Yep. This Saturday, the 5th of November, um, the SA Comedy Roadshow will be at the Port Piri Football Club. Uh, absolutely lighten that bitch up. We intend to blow the fucking roof off of that place. Uh, so get your tickets. Um, just follow me, Clay McMath Comedy on Instagram, and I'll be posting about it. Um, so, yeah, make sure you get there if you can. Uh, unbelievable scenes. <coughs> so, yeah, man, probably about 15,000 steps a day and and like a 500-calorie workout. So, man, I, I was healthy, man, kind of like not eating, but like working out and doing affirmations, man, like, crazy and the first day i did affirmations i had i had in my head a song start playing it was called um survivor by destiny's child and that shit was just pumping through my veins because i was feeling so good because i kept writing i am and then song goes i'm a survivor i'm gonna make you know and i was like damn I felt like Beyonce, Kelly, you know, Michelle, I think that's her name. The third one that gets no clout. But man, I was fucking. Man, I was feeling good. I wanted to just dress myself up in fucking jungle attire and go crazy, baby. I was feeling good. Woo! Oh, affirmations, man. Now look at me. I've, I've got all this confidence on the pod. I'm missing, you know, I've got no board man next to me. That's sad. Oh, my God. But he'll be back for the next episode this weekend, hopefully. Um, we haven't talked since I've been back in Adelaide. Um, But, man, it's good, man. It's good, I'll tell you that.
Um, I think that's really all I, all I had. Oh, dude, we saw an old lady with braces. And I'm not talking just like adult braces. Like I know, I know some people that's like 40 got braces. This lady was for sure. And you know, you don't know sometimes with Queensland skin, cause some people get mad leathery early in life. But this lady to me, I think she was closer to 70 than 60. Okay. And she had braces. She's fixing her furniture and she's, you know, she's on the home stretch. I'm, I'm sorry to say it. But, whoa, I couldn't believe it. She smiled at Kenny and I was like, oh, metal mouth, what's good? And then I was like, did I, did I just fucking say that out loud? And then Rachel said, say what? And I said, oh, phew, that was lucky. That was a close one. That was a close one, for real. But, yeah, I saw a fucking 70-year-old lady with braces, dude. Just think about that for a second. Think about that shit. But check this out. I know some 70-year-olds and their whole furniture game's fucked up, bro. It looks like they got their furniture from op shop. You know? They live in a share house and shit. Your mouth looks like a share house. Fix your furniture, dude. Um, but yeah, man, that was crazy. What else? I'm trying to think if I saw anything else in Brisbane. I saw some pretty ladies with tans. It was hamstring season up there. And if you don't know what hamstring season is, that means short shorts, short dresses, short skirts. It's nice, man. Dude, I went on a date with Rachel. She was wearing these. Bruh, and if you know me, you know two things. You know, one, I'm a sucker for a true story. And two, I love a girl in white pants. And she wore these white pants. And I was like, oh, man, if you weren't sick, I would just... You know? Whoo! She was looking sizzling, baby. She was looking good in those white pants. But, um, yeah, I guess, I guess she was sick, so we didn't even really touch each other or nothing but nah man I love there was white pants walk around a lot of hamstrings out a lot of you know thighs thighs seeing the sunlight it was nice dude it was really nice um do a lot of milfs a lot of milfs up there lots to be honest with you um, and like, it was a working holiday. So like, I felt like drinking heaps, but I had to stop myself. Like, yeah, I'd, yeah it was hot too. I was sweaty as a motherfucker, oh, dude. But at the clubs, I'd have some drinks and I, I had like a couple, probably, probably six drinks over the whole week. Um, that wasn't in comedy clubs. So that's a drink a day. So yeah, like I said, I could be, I could be in, I could be an alcoholic, but I'm certainly not in recovery. Mm. Ah, and that's water. Um, yeah, but Rachel wants me to get the potatoes on, but I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. I'm a shit boyfriend. I'm gonna go and get on the exercise bike and try not to be a fat cunt for the rest of my fucking life. I want to, dude. I've got. I've got this chess piece. I want to get. Not chess, as in the board game, or the 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 strategic manipulation 
mind fuck that is chess. I'm talking about a chest piece, a tattoo on my chest that I want to get, but I've got bitch tits. And I refuse to, dude, I was in the pool with my son wearing a t-shirt because I'm a fat fuck that is, and the pool was busy every day. So I couldn't get my fucking disgusting body out in front of cunts. So I, yeah, I need to lose weight, man. So I'm going to be getting on the bike every day again. I, 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 I somehow got to this period where I stopped that and I know what it is. I know exactly what it is fatherhood you go to work you come home she chucks the baby at you uh because she's had enough you know he's been crying so you come home and you're like oh my god on the bike and then you've got you got a baby in your, thrust into your arms so you can't you can't do it but dude i saw this fucking video on instagram it did my head in of this chick like explaining how like um how just dad, basically, again, just more shit about how dads don't matter and their and that their job's not as hard as a mum's job. Okay, and I get it. Being a mum's twenty four seven. Also, you put your fucking hand up for it. Okay, so I don't want to complain about like, oh you oh you just go to work and you you speak to adults all day and oh let me guess you had a lunch break yeah. Yeah, I did have a lunch break while I was paying the fucking bills, dude. Uh, you know, this isn't Rachel saying this, but this is this video I saw. This chick, she, she's she got like this Lego set. She's like, Spider-Man has been busy all day with the kid. And then Spider-Man does this and Spider-Man does that. And Batman goes to work and he, he speaks to adults and he has a lunch break. And then he comes home and he mows the lawn. And mowing the lawn and doing the dishes might look good on paper, but <laughs> bitch, if you didn't want the responsibility of being a mother, don't do it. I don't feel sorry for you being a mother. It's one of the most beautiful things you can do. I don't feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for people who try and they can't. Fucking complaining because your husband goes to work and pays your fucking bills, bro. Dude, I cannot stand that shit. I cannot stand it any longer that we just get, dude, dude, there's been, there's been, bro, this chick at work and I don't like talking about work too much because I know some people from work listen to this shit, but someone from my work was like, oh, how's it been having a kid? And I was honest with her. I said, oh, it's been really easy. It's been really easy. We've got a really cruisy baby. She, she turns it around. She goes, yeah, easy for you. I bet Rachel's been... And then I was like, okay, I'm putting you in that deep grave too. I want to figure out what you like. Complaining. I'm going to stand in the... I'm going to stand in the car park and just complain and complain until you show up to complain with me and push you into the trunk of my car and take you to the deep, deep grave with Mr. Woolworth's man. My God. Just the ridicule, just because you're a dad, you just get ridiculed, man. And it does my head in. It really does. And I told you guys when Kenny was in hospital, I, I was re- like, I was really affected by the way the nurses treated me. I fucking hated it. I couldn't, I just couldn't cope with like, like you're just nothing because you're a dad is like, yeah, he lived in Rachel for nine months, but he lived in my dick, bro. He lived in my sack. 
He lived in my sack for however long he was in there. Probably like, you know, not heaps long because me and Rachel make sure it's pretty empty most of the time. But like, dude, he was in there for maximum two weeks, you know? Maximum two weeks. But two weeks nonetheless. And guess what? I look after him. There's more to my life than just going to work and coming home and cracking open a beer and watching the telly and, like, fucking beating up my wife. Like, dude, I come home and I cook dinner and I put my kid to bed. I change his nappy. I sing to him. I read to him. I play with him. When I'm not working, I take him in the mornings and let mum fucking sleep in. We go for a walk and we bring home we bring home coffee and cake every fucking Friday morning. She wakes up to coffee and cake in bed. And people just think the dads don't do shit and it's bullshit because I know I've got lots of friends with kids and they all work fucking hard. And I'm not saying that mums don't. I get how hard it is to be a mum. It's 24-7 shit. Especially if the dad's sick or not a, or you know not around, you got to get up during the night to feed the kid. You got to be around the kid all fucking day. You can't speak. You can't have a conversation. You got to speak baby talk all day. I get it. But to just completely dismiss the role of the father makes me want to leave my fingerprints on a crime scene. You know? I care about my kid. I don't give a fuck what anyone else's experience is. I go hard. I go hard as a dad, bruh. Easy money. Go crazy. I make sure that kid's happy, man. Like I said, so does Rach. Don't get me wrong. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying, you know, I'm here too. You guys are like, oh, uh, Rachel's, Make it. Rachel is out there right now, Macaulay Culkining our kid. She's got him modeling for cash. You know? And that's fine. That's fine, but that doesn't mean that, like, oh, oh well, what's, who's looking after him while you're doing the podcast? Oh, bruh. Bruh, I don't need that shit. I don't need. Any commentary from anybody that's not involved in my whole situation, you know? And if Rach wants to comment, she can because I get it. Sometimes she's going to need to vent and I'll listen and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, that's a tough day. That is a tough day. And you know what? All I did was, um, you know, all I did was go to my job. I got a break from it. Didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, I got a break. And you're getting a big fat break from paying any fucking bills, mate. You understand? (laughs) My God. Again, this isn't about Rachel. She hasn't done any of this, but this video I saw on Instagram, it grinded my MF and gears, dude. It made me so mad. I guess, I don't know. I think I've just been talking about this shit for 20 minutes. It... Right, I think I really needed to get this off my chest because I couldn't believe this chick, man. I couldn't believe it. 
Because shout out to all my friends with kids, man, because I know that they they go hard. They go hard as dads. Give mommy a break, you know? Oh, let's, you know, oh, let's hang out. Oh, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring my kid. Is that all right? I need to give so-and-so a break. Yeah. Come through. Come through. Make sure your kid fucking puts his fucking fingerprints all over my glass coffee table. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah, man. Dad's dad's a dope too. That's all I'm saying. Dad's a dope too. My dad was dope. My dad was dope. I mean, he is. He's still here. He's still here. That sound, but like growing up, I remember he was mad dope. So was my mom. They were both dope. It's okay to have two dope parents. It's not just one. You know, we forget, don't we? We forget when times get hard that someone needed to get talked into having a baby and someone didn't. You know, but that's not. That's pretty unique to myself. But it's like I, I. I'm not saying, like, that's not an excuse for me to not do anything as a dad because I still agreed to the shit and I still, like, we planned it. It wasn't an accident. We planned for this. So we were ready for it when we did it. But, like, there was a point in time where I was like, no, I don't want kids. No, no, thank you. Give me the snip. Cut my whole shit off, you know. But then I changed my mind because I was in love with somebody that I thought I could have a child with. So we decided, yeah, we're going to do this. But I needed to be, you know, someone really wanted to do it and someone kind of, you know, didn't. So when you when you're in a situation where you're like, "Come on, we I just this is this is a non-negotiable. This is a non-negotiable. If we don't have a kid, I cannot be with you anymore." And then you have a kid and it's like, "This is this is so hard." It's like, "What?" What? Like, I wanted the dogs, so I walk them. I pick up their shit. I feed them. I wanted them. I don't then, if Rachel's not walking the dogs, I'm not like, "Mm, you never walk the dogs. She'd be like, I didn't want those motherfuckers. And she wouldn't be like, she loves them to death. She loves them to death. This is all just... um, uh, conjecture, I think, is the word. If you if you go to law school, which I didn't, so I don't know anything. Oh, I think I forgot this was a potty, um, a comedy podcast for a minute. Um, but let's get let's escape from the nightmare that was that twenty minutes and do some close reviews. Comedy action horror. Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting like Tinker costumes. This segment is Clay's Reviews. I've got two for you this week. Uh, one is Honey Boy. It's the movie loosely based uh, or somewhat based on Shia LaBeouf's life. Uh, he wrote it while he was in rehab. And uh, it's just about his relationship with his father, basically. Um, and I'll tell you this, it was emotional. (laughs) It was beautifully shot. And, um, it was a good length. I can't remember how long it went for, but I, I wasn't like, um, getting bored and it was past my bedtime 
And I was like, I cannot watch this in two sittings. I need to watch this whole thing. So I stayed up late because I was like, this is this is too much to let go. Okay. Um, now, yeah, this this is, I guess, the perfect time to talk about. This motherfucker, his dad, it seems like probably didn't want to have this kid. He was a real, not a piece of shit. Like, I think he loved him, but I also think that he, like, he he had his own issues um, that through either, you know, intergenerational trauma or or just, you know, sheer tr- uh, treatment. He passed this shit on to his son, who is Shia LaBeouf. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was pretty full-on, man, but it was also beautiful. It was also beautiful. Um, it's on Netflix. It's called Honey Boy. It's eight out of ten. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Also watched the Redeem Team documentary. So it's about the the American basketball team that just kept losing and losing and then came and came back and got gold or whatever, but with Kobe. And you know, the the stuff you see Kobe in it. Um there's some stuff that uh yeah it makes you it makes you a bit emotional it makes you remember that kobe's gone which sucks and yeah it, it was it was a good documentary it was a good documentary i don't think that there's much in it for people that don't follow basketball um I watched it alone. I didn't. I, I don't think Rach would care too much about it. I don't think anyone would really if they don't already know what the Redeem Team is, um, or or just are fans of basketball in general. I just don't think. I don't think it's got much reach or scope outside of the basketball community. But uh, seven point five out of ten for that. That's also on Netflix. Uh, and let's let's move on to sport. <laughs> All right, so the day of the last, the day of recording the last episode, I put on a fat multi, okay? NBA multi, uh, 32 legs, okay? The last leg was Anthony Simons from the Portland Trailblazers to score 15 or more points. He had 13 points and the fucking game went into overtime and... He didn't score in the whole overtime and then hit a buzzer beater to win the game and to win me my 32-leg multi, $10. I put $10 on it and I won three and a half grand. Okay? Three and a half grand, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Now, here's the fucking issue. Since then, I've been doing these large multis thinking that I'm the king. I think I've only hit, I've hit another one since. It was it was much less stat. I think I, I won like 400 bucks. But um, there, there are some big names that are known for performing that I can no longer trust. I can no longer trust. I'm going to tell you who not to trust uh, unless you want to bet unders on any of these fuckwits. Benjamin Simmons, who is no good at basketball. He's washed. He's done. He's, I don't know what he's doing, but he's not scoring. 
So I'm like, okay, he'll get assists. He can't even get six assists. He's trash. Bradley Beal. I don't know what's happening with him, but he can't get 15 points. Jimmy Butler cannot get 15 points. Kyle Lowry cannot get four assists. Anthony Davis cannot get a rebound. Carl Anthony Towns, seven-footer, cannot get a rebound. Clay Thompson cannot get 10 points. He had 19 or something today. Jalen Brown will have 30 one day. We'll have eight the next. Um, Brunson from the Knicks, who they've paid the bag to, cannot get four assists. We will not be betting on these men. Not for not for assists, not for three pointers, not for rebounds, not for points. We will not be met, we will not be betting on these men anymore, and you shouldn't, because they will let you down. You can bet on Steph Curry any day of the week to get twenty plus. You can bet on Luca to get uh you know probably thirty six and six, or a triple double. Okay, Jokic, triple doubles or like 28 and 8. Okay, Giannis, you know, 38 and 4. Okay, these are these are guys who are going to get it done and then you've got to start betting on guys. Bro, DeAndre Ayton, doesn't, he doesn't really like to get a rebound, bro, but then, he'll, but then he'll get 19. He'll have a game with three rebounds and then he'll get 19. You cannot bet on a man like that. You want to bet on rebounds, you want to bet on Nikola Vucevic, okay, from the Chicago Bulls. Wendell Carter Jr. from the Orlando Orlando Magic. Um, Evan Mobley, Jarrett Allen. These are, these are guys, these are guys who you want to rely on. You want to Trey Young. Dude, Trey Young's even been hurting me with three-pointers, Okay. Trey Young, you probably want for twenty points, um, and he might get he might get five rebounds. I mean, five uh, assists. Uh, Devin Booker for twenty. Go Devin Booker for twenty. Go Chris Paul for six assists any day of the week. Okay. Uh, ja Morant points. You want Ja Morant for twenty, and that's that's low, but you don't you don't want to go too high depending on, you know, who they're playing and all that shit. But this is this is insane, dude. Some of these these huge names. Today, Kyrie Irving went scoreless. Oh, no, I think he had four points. Four points. Kyrie Irving. Because he's feeling guilty about being an anti-Semite. You know? How about just be a normal guy, man? Just be a normal guy. Why do you have to be such a fuckwit all the time? Steve Nash got fired. He, he, he probably couldn't be happier. He's like, I don't need to watch Ben Simmons play. a. Si-. He's seen Ben Simmons play six games. He said, that's enough. You can fire me. You know? Now I don't need to explain any more what government is to fucking Kyrie Irving. You know? He can go home and watch this shit on TV and do TikTok dances with his daughters. And now that the Nets are thinking of hiring Ime Adoka, like <laughs> they're sitting in the front office like, shit, he didn't fuck my bitch. You know, <laughs> we'll take him. <laughs> Adoka, bro. 
This dude is just fucking owners' wives, and he's getting he's getting another job. Unbelievable, man. <clears throat> yeah. Um, any injury updates? Terence Ross hurt his knee today. What else was there? I saw it one the other day. I think Ingram's still on concussion protocols. Lonzo Ball still hasn't played a game. Um, my man Zach Levine had 20 points in the fourth quarter today. Um, yeah, man, I love I love Levine. I love DeRozan. I love Vooch. I love my team. I love Io Dosunmu. Um, and he's getting a little run now that uh, Lonzo's hurt. I like it, man. Uh, we're a regular season team, but even this season, I don't know if we can make playoffs, man. I don't know. The Lakers finally won a game. They are trash. Bro, imagine this. Imagine going 0-4 and, and your starting lineup or, or, or your, your team consists of Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook. You know, zero and four, trash. They won a game the other day at LA. At LA fans are like, "Oh, we're we're in the right direction now." They finally let Westbrook play point guard, and look what happens, Bruh, Don't get ahead of yourself. Let's just see what happens tomorrow. Let's just see what happens tomorrow, bruh. You don't think that nigga's going to have this confidence and start just jacking bullshit? Yes, I get it. Russell Westbrook's not the guy you want sitting in the corner. But my God, when he was doing all that triple-double shit, they were still losing over there. You know? Houston, OKC, that other place, Washington. Bruh, it's not a good look over there. It's not a good look. LA sucks. Sorry to hear that, board man. Um, still loving the look of the Celtics, loving Memphis. Um, Paolo Banchero, man, my my rookie of the year is looking like the rookie of the year, man. Cade Cunningham, another guy, bro. Bet on him for six plus assists every game, every game. And Halliburton, he's averaging ten assists, but bet on him for six plus assists every game. Halliburton, bro, is vision from fucking Marvel, man. WandaVision. That motherfucker is killing it right now on the on the point guard shit. I love it. I love it. Fucking love it, man. Um shit. But yeah, that's it. That's that's sport. Uh let's get some advice real quick before we sign off. We need that to no move problem. Lonzo. That ain't no problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. All right. This one's coming in from Tracy. Boyfriend is upset I lied, lied is in quotations, about being a virgin virgin. Uh I told my boyfriend we've uh, and this is in brackets, been together close to a year now that I was a virgin when we met and that he was my first. It's not entirely true since I was sexually assaulted when I was younger, but I don't count that since it wasn't consensual at all. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's a fair move, Tracy. Uh, so I considered myself a virgin since it's mine to give away, not be taken. Yes, 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 queen. 
Um, I finally found the courage to tell my boyfriend about my assault. He was really supportive, but a bit upset that I said I'm a virgin. I, I don't know if I need to read the rest of this. Get rid of this fuckwit. Honestly, like, that's not lying. That is not lying. Like, exactly what you said. It's yours to give away, not be tight. Fuck that. Anyway, let's, yeah. yeah. Uh, a bit upset that I said I'm a virgin in the beginning of the relationship. I tried explaining why, in my opinion, that I was still a virgin at the time. He somewhat understood, but was still a bit upset and disappointed. What can I do to convince him he was my first? Or is he right that I wasn't a virgin? Uh, no, he's not right. And you shouldn't convince him. It shouldn't be your job to convince him. He's a fucking dumb cunt. Uh, get rid of him. Get rid of him. You got sexually assaulted. He's not allowed to be upset or disappointed unless it's with your assaulter. No, no, fuck that guy. Get out of there. He's being emotionally manipulative and you shouldn't feel guilty or anything about this. Nah, Tracy, get the fuck out. That guy's a fucking clown. Um, show him this clip or, or show him this podcast and um, then kick his ass out of the car um, and drive away in the car and hopefully it's his car. Steal his fucking car, okay? I love you, Tracy, and um, yeah, fuck all that, man. This one's coming in from Doug. Doug, I'm trying to think if I know a guy named that like in real life. No. Uh, the girl I'm dating for a month told me she sometimes does cocaine. Do I break it off? <sighs> Let's see what you've got to say before I make the call. But cocaine's all right, man. <laughs> uh, I've been dating with a girl and last week she told me she does cocaine when she goes out to party. I have friends who have been hooked on cocaine and they tell me if she says she does it once a month is probably like five or six times because alcohol and cocaine work well together or something. She goes clubbing twice a week, mostly raves. Is it hypocritical that I find this a massive deal breaker? I smoke weed once in a while and one day I'd like to try psychedelics, but I don't vibe with shit like cocaine, I guess. Um, I, I don't, I don't really know how to, how to put this. You don't have to vibe with cocaine you you don't have to accept someone that does it if you're not comfortable with it um i wouldn't dude i would i'd shut down the relationship uh she she raves twice a week dude <laughs> i agree with your friends i i don't think she's doing it once a month if she goes to raves twice a week bro sorry um yeah, uh, I'm just making noises now. Um, no, so I would. You, I'm doing it again. I would have a chat with her and just say, like, look, I'm not feeling it. I don't feel good about this. Uh, dude, I'd no, nah, fuck that. I wouldn't have that conversation with her. I don't think you can trust it. Uh, and this isn't like, you know, no offense to anybody that does cocaine, but like, 
if you want to do cocaine, you want to do it, man. Um, and I don't understand why you would go to raves twice a week and only do cocaine at potentially one of those a month. She's doing cocaine at least twice a week and maybe maybe waking up and doing a little bump before work so she can get through the day. I think if you don't like cocaine, that's your shit, you know, and she does like it and that's her shit. Uh, would you give up weed and not try psychedelics if she's not into it? You know, uh, it's if she's into it, she's into it. And you've only been dating her for a month as well. Um, I, I, I just think you, yeah, who gives a fuck? It's only been a month. It's whatever, move on. Fuck someone else. Go find you a stoner girl. They're dope. Usually got tattoos on their legs and stuff, which is slutty and sexy. Um, psychedelic chicks are a bit strange, uh, but yeah, go get it, go get you a stoner, man. Um, but yeah, if you don't like, if you don't like cocaine, you know, she's, she's into it. Uh, I just think that's like two Rams butting heads, bro. Uh, there's no, if you guys are only like, I don't know how old you are. Like, I'm guessing mid, mid to late twenties, like. She she just wants to go through this. She wants to go through it. I I went through it, and I was no I was no addict or anything. But like I was enjoy I was enjoying a taste, and got to a point where I was like I can't handle the come downs anymore. So I'm done with it. You know. Um, and if she's, it, maybe she doesn't even go go through that. Maybe she doesn't even go through the come down. Imagine that. So she just gets the positives of it all the time. She's not going to give that up. It's too good. It's too much fun. Everybody, you should do cocaine. It's very good and it tastes not. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, dude, I think I, you've only been with her for a month. I, I'd just be like, charge it to the game, bro. Find someone else. Get out there. Find someone who you don't need to change because that's what you want. You don't want to have to change somebody. You don't want to fix a rupper. That's what you want. You know, that's a home you want that in a home and oftentimes you don't want that because there's like termite damage and if she's got termite damage manifesting as a cocaine habit my guy you gotta roll out autobots roll out that's the welcome to the party podcast i love you guys don't forget to love yourselves please rate review share the show share it tell a friend to tell a friend Tell a friend to tell a friend. I love you guys, man. Don't forget to love yourselves. And as always, bung bung, I'm out. <laughs>